Hi, this is Stephanie Dillard. And Lenny West. Two-thirds of the Settling Scores podcast team. The great Cheetah Rivera passed away this week at the age of 91, so we've come together to offer a remembrance of this beloved Broadway legend. Given the impromptu nature of our recording, unfortunately, Forrest couldn't be here with us tonight, but he's definitely here in spirit. We'd like to open with a montage of just a few of her many, many hits. So sit back and relax for a few minutes to enjoy and appreciate her unique, compelling voice. Open the door. There's Veronica and Charlie. Doing number 17. The Spread Eagle. Well, I was in such a state of shock, I completely blacked out. I can't remember a thing. It wasn't until later, when I was washing the blood off my hands, I even knew they were dead. They had it coming! They had it coming! That was America, West Side Story, An English Teacher, Bye Bye Birdie, Cell Block Tango from Chicago, Chief Cook and Bottle Washer from The Rink, and Kiss of the Spider Woman from the musical of the same name. You know, Lenny, she readily admitted that she wasn't a trained singer. And <laughs> thank God that she wasn't. Because <laughs> Absolutely. She had a voice that was so uh, natural and free mm-hmm. and full of character. Yep. Uh, if Forrest were here, he would say... Let me know that you're here. And Cheetah is definitely letting us know that she's here at any moment, at Uh, all moments. Absolutely. And because of that freedom, it was easy to hear her attitude and the 
intensity of her characters yes. and her characterizations. She yep. had like a really accessible sound for the average uh, theater goer. Mm -hmm. And she created so many memorable Broadway characters that are now considered, you know, classic parts of the canon, including Velma Kelly in the original production of Chicago. What else? Uh, Well, you got Rosie in Bye Bye Birdie. Of course. um, Anita in West Side Story. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. Any person who got the opportunity to originate any one of those roles would end up an icon, a legend in the theater. But for her to do all three of those, plus, you know, any number of others that we're not naming, I think she had like 18 Broadway shows on her belt, which is kind of a large number. Um, yeah, I mean, everything she touched was just worth looking into for sure. Absolutely. And in case, uh, you're out there in listener land and you're not really familiar with her lengthy career, it spanned over 70 years. Unbelievable. And not just on Broadway. Uh, she did TV shows. She did films. Um, here's a little bit of her biographical background for you. She was born in Washington, D.C. in 1933, way back in the day. Mm -hmm. She was one of five children of a Puerto Rican clarinetist in the U.S. Navy band. Uh, He passed away when she was seven, and her mother was left widowed. She went to work for the Pentagon. And in 1944, um, Rivera's mother enrolled her in ballet school in D.C. She did really, really well, and when she was 15, she actually won a scholarship to attend um, Balanchine School of American Ballet in New York City. And then when she was 18, she accompanied a friend to an audition for the national tour of Irving Berlin's Call Me Madam uh, with Elaine Stritch. And she ended up winning the principal dancer spot herself. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> if that story. friendship maintained. I wonder too. <laughs> Such a fun origin story. I and, love it. And also, can, can we just stop and appreciate a national tour with a young Elaine Stritch oh, and a young Cheetah Rivera? Oh, can you amazing. be a fly on the wall for that? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, it would have been so amazing. And she quickly followed that up uh, with Broadway roles in uh, Guys and Dolls, Can Can, Mr. Wonderful with um, Sammy Davis Jr., But her big break came in 1957 when she was cast as Anita in Mm. West Side Story. Mm -mm. The role that, you know, that made her a bona fide Broadway star. Yep. So, Lenny, you've mentioned that Cheetah was actually the impetus for this whole podcast. (laughs) Could you elaborate (laughs) on that just a little? Yes, I can. Uh, so if you've been with us for, for the past several episodes, we mentioned on our first one uh, how we started this thing. We were at a bonfire at Stephanie's house and, and perhaps some adult beverages were being consumed. <laughs> okay. Forrest and I are just going at it, uh, spouting uh, opinions and, and whatnot at each other. What we were primarily fighting over was the rink. Uh, if you recall, um, he had Forrest, uh, notoriously has this list of his top 350, whatever cast albums ranked in order of the way he prefers them. And the rink is somewhere kind of in the middle. And I was, uh, (laughs) deriding him for having the rink up so high, um, because Cheetah's wonderful. It's a great, great sing for her. Liza's in it. Fantastic. Ugh, it's not a great show. <laughs> That's why I've it's, never it's, heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> when I came across it and when I was researching a obituary today, I was like, what is this? Yeah, yeah. So Forrest is trying to defend the rink at me and I'm trying to tell him how wrong he is. <laughs> so in essence, Cheetah herself is responsible for us being oh here this God. evening. I love that yeah, so much. How did I not know that? I love that. <laughs> I don't know, but but that's that's kind of what it was. That's great. Well, my first introduction Mm. to her was way back when I was doing Bye Bye Birdie as a teenager, as a freshman in high school. And I listened pretty obsessively to her performance (laughs) as Rosie on the original 1960 uh, Broadway cast recording. Fantastic. When did you first come across her? So it was probably West Side Story. Um, I 
West Side Story has been very impactful in my life. Um, it's kind of responsible for me being here. And I'm sure that I listened to that original cast recording, and I'm sure that her Anita made an impression on me. But what um, there's no there's no uh, video evidence of her Anita out there Ugh. that I can find. If somebody That's out there, sad. listener land, knows of some, please send it my way. I'm I'm dying to have seen some of this, but. Um, so I'm sure that that was in my mind, but the, what really got me was this 1981, uh, filmed production of Pippin, Mm. um, that I saw when I was, I don't know, maybe 21, 22 years old. Um, and she is in it playing Fastrada, uh, singing, um, spread a little sunshine. Yeah. And so that's the first time I, I had the voice and the visual and the dance and the acting and the whole thing put together. I mean, if you've not seen that video, You've got to watch it. It's it's Pippin. It's great. It's wonderful. Um, but she herself is ridiculously good. Um, I mean, Fasterada's kind of joke. Her her one line is, um, "I'm just an ordinary housewife and mother, just like all you housewives and mothers out there." While she's you know high kicking past right, her right. ears and <laughs> dropping it like it's hot, and you know shimmying right. and all the things. It she just makes a meal out of that role. That's just a brief amount of stage time, but. I was floored when I when I saw that and just sort of became obsessed and watched yeah. her performance over and over and over um, because I think she's you know this was eighty one so she's in her fifties probably she's still you know high kicking and all the things that you times have changed and and you know fifties the new thirty and all this but right. at that time you it wouldn't wasn't have really expected that, way. that. Yeah. yeah yeah so it was just um, an amazing find. Uh, and I still <laughs> watched it again last night, kind of in prep for this. And, it, you know, every time I watch it, it just gets better and better. There's so much that she's offering you in her acting. Something her new singing. every time. Yeah, so good, so good. Did you ever get to see her perform live? I did. Yes, Ooh. I did. Um, yeah, it was pretty great. I We talked about this uh, on an episode we've already recorded that's coming soon. So be patient, dear listener, for more information. But I did see her in the 2003 revival of Nine oh, with Antonio right. Banderas and yes. Jane Krakowski. Um, and she was uh, in her 70s at that point, early 70s. And um, she was uh, still, still high kicking. Wow. It, I mean, it was great. Do you Anytime you can have the opportunity to see a living legend do it. Take it. I mean, yes. Yeah, it's, Don't miss it. Exactly. I unfortunately, sidebar, never got the opportunity to see one of my personal favorites, Angela Lansbury, before mm. she was no longer with us. And that's a regret. I should have made the trip to go see Blythe Spirit or whatever, but I did make the opportunity, take the opportunity to go see Cheetah. And yes, her dancing was great. Yes, her singing, you know, is full of character and, and all of this. But what um, impressed me the most, I got to say, or, or stuck with me, I guess. There's uh, in her big number, Folly's Folly Berger. Mm-hmm. She's got this monologue, um, or I guess it's really a breaking of the fourth wall. She's talking to the audience and uh, in, uh, audience interaction, and she's everything you want her to be. Um, you know, she's personal and 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 playful and warm, warm mm-hmm. and all the things. And she's you know loving every minute of it. She brings the house down with it, and then she continues on with the number, and it's great. So that really stuck with me, and then. You know, a while later, I, I heard an an audio recording, you know, maybe a bootleg recording, <laughs> possibly, possibly, and I thought, huh, I wonder if this recording was taken on the night that I was there because oh this monologue, this audience interaction, is exactly the same. Stop. And then later, I saw a video recording of it, and I thought, oh my gosh, is this all? This can't be. <laughs> so what impressed me was, um, and kind of taught me a lesson as a performer myself, is to be consistent with what you're doing. 
but make it fresh all the time. And that's the trick. You, I, I, Watching her do this uh, audience interaction thing in the theater, I could never... You, I would never have believed if you had told me she had done it a hundred times. I said, no, 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 no. She's making this up on the spot. She's yeah. improving this. But no, uh, my uh, being there bit. seeing it. Yeah, it's a total bit. And she's, it's wow. the same inflections. It's the same, all the things. So that was a huge lesson uh, for, for timing, for, yeah. for how to interact. She kept it fresh. Every single time. It was amazing. And that's what has stayed with me the most. Um, beyond her fabulous dancing, her fabulous singing. Um, Not a pro. <laughs> no joke. Uh, and pro, longevity in her career. Let me just say, you mentioned 70 years yes, in the business? Yes, yes. I mean, she was originating roles when she was in her 80s. 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 Come and, on. In 2015, she was in Candor and Ebb's last show, The Visit. Mm. And does she sound like she's, a, you know, a teenager or no. in her 20s? Well, of course not. No, she doesn't. But she's still so emotive and so expressive and in the moment in Love and Love Alone the Claire solo in the oh, second act yeah. of the visit her voice I mean it's aged it's different than it once was but you can hear her life experience and her wisdom and her cragginess in her voice and there's I think there's value in that and I think we as an audience really lose out when older performers you know, sometimes they make the choice themselves not to perform because they don't sound like they once did and maybe they feel ashamed or weird about it um, and sometimes they're not casting roles because of ageism from the casting table. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm so glad that Cheetah chose to just put herself out there, get out there and perform well into her 80s. It's, it's such a gift that she gave all of us. Yes. Uh, she was even in a movie, uh, Tick, Tick, Boom, as recently as uh, 2021. Oh, yeah, that, that great cameo scene. Um, also, cameo she did in um, the movie of Chicago. In ah, 2002, yes, yes. a brief little cameo, but she stole the show. <laughs> she had this little bit with a cigarette, and she had about three lines. But oh my gosh! <laughs> um, since you mentioned the visit, uh, can I can I spoil? Yes. Oh please! So the visit is the next show that we're going to be uh, yep. talking about. I, <laughs> I don't know what the release schedule right is going to be, but we are actively <laughs> researching this show. Yeah. Um, and uh, as a little preview, can we can we hear a snippet of her doing Love and sure. Love Alone? Oh God, yes! Let's, uh, let's so listen. good. It's amazing. So enjoy all the time there is If you're his, be his Make each day your own When tomorrow's come And your heart is stone What has made it now? And that was Cheetah and Love and Love Alone. Yes, yes, yes. Looking she, forward to that. Me too. And she won a, a couple of Tony Awards, not as many as she should have. A hundred percent. Yeah. Tell us, do you remember about her nominations? Yeah, and, I do. Um, she has been nominated 10 times as a performer. Wow. That is a record for performer nominations. Mm. Uh, it's a tie with uh, Julie Harris, the late, great Julie oh, yeah. Harris. And Audra McDonald, actually. Ten nominations apiece for those three ladies. Uh, Uh Cheetah won two competitive awards uh, and one Lifetime Achievement Award from 2018. And sidebar, uh, go on YouTube and look up her acceptance speech from the Tony Awards that night. It's a great speech. I could try to paraphrase. 
paraphrase it for you, but I will not do it justice. I will Go look, look that into up. it. Yeah. Uh, it's really inspiring. So back to Cheetah. She won two competitive awards. I feel like she should have won four minimum. Um, she should have won for, in my opinion, the visit also. I, mm. I didn't get to see it live. But I've, you know, I've seen some clips, some evidence. <laughs> um, that was a really a stacked year. Uh, who was nominated? Kelly O'Hara won for The King and I. Uh-oh. Kristen Chenoweth was up for On the 20th Century. Oh, that's some heavy hitters. So, yeah, it was a great category. But man, she is doing some stuff in The Visit. It's an incredible performance. And again, in her 80s. In her 80s. Oh my God. Yes. Uh, and the other one she should have won for is criminal here for a couple of different reasons. She did West not Side win Story. for West Side Story. West Side Story is insane. Yes. Every other performer who has ever played Anita has uh, been either nominated or won their Oscar, their Tony, their whatever. Oh, my God. Um, Debbie Allen was nominated, didn't win in 1980 Revival. Everybody else did. But Cheetah was not even nominated. That's criminal. That part is criminal in and of itself. But even if she had been nominated, Barbara Cook who we adore, yes. won the featured actress, Tony, that year for playing Marion in The Music Man. <laughs> Marion is show, not... Lenny. Oh, we'll get there. <laughs> Marion Peru is not a featured role. There no. was a whole weird Tony Awards rule back then that like, if you were not billed above the title, you were automatically featured. So, Say what? I have yeah. not oh, heard did you, that. Yeah, that's a big, a big thing. Um, and it's still on the books, but there are ways to get around that oh now. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, that's why... Um, I, we're totally off topic here, sorry. That's but okay. uh, William Daniels for 1776 playing John Adams yes. was nominated for featured actor. Oh my god. And he declined it because he said, I'm I'm lead. I who am yeah. I supporting of in this? Of course. And um uh, Tom Bosley won the featured actor for playing Fiorello. Oh my god. Right? Yeah, it it, it was that a big makes no thing. Sense. Yeah. So the rules have been bendable Massaged. lately. But okay. that's yeah. So anyway. Very interesting. Yes. So she won two. I would give her four myself at least. Can I ask your opinion? Why do you yeah. think she wasn't cast in the movie? Why do you think it went to uh, Rita Moreno? Uh, you know, maybe the wrong thing to say here, but um, I wonder if looks and screen tests mm. and how you uh, how photogenic you are have to do with that. I mean, mm. uh, I, I don't know. I've not looked into that, but I do know that, um, or I've read that Gwen Verdon, for example, who originated all these roles on Broadway, uh, only ever did one of her roles on film hmm. and she was told you don't have a face for Ooh. for film or for television that's a burn and and that was kind of the deal with it it seems like for a lot of uh, Broadway performers they're interesting faces they're character faces yeah, yeah. they're faces with life experience in them um, and you know you can't argue that Rita Moreno is indeed photogenic and and all of the classic beautiful whatevers mm-hmm. and Cheetah has a character face yeah uh, so I interesting interesting face little yes. sidebar that was a little sidebar yeah and that sucks because it does I, I mean what would I give to see her dance America or oh, the dance of the gym a we lot. we should have all <laughs> gotten to experience it's that it's so true and she was really known primarily as a dancer but she yes. was really underrated as a singer she was and let me before we get there because I have a lot to say about that but back up one sec um, I did read an interview or heard an interview with Cheetah um, she did not get that role in West Side Story. The film, 
But, you know, we were okay with it because at that time, she's originating Rosie and Bye Bye Birdie. Yeah, she, she had know, her hands It's a full. nice a consolation prize there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, iconic in her own right. I mean, girls uh, in, high, in every high school in the country for the past however many years I have was played one of that. them. See, yeah. you know, Cheetah will live on through, through that alone. Indeed, indeed. Um, yeah, like you said, as a singer, totally underrated. Uh, and I want to take that back to West Side Story if mm. we can. I mean... She's what, 24, 25, if I'm doing my math right here? Yeah. Um, not trained singer, like we've said. West Side Story is responsible in large part for me being in this weird theater world as it is. <laughs> it just had a tremendous impact on me as a as a young teen kind of discovering this. And Cheetah on the cast album, uh, you know, was a large part of that. And listen to her... Do a boy like that, yeah, and and even more so than a boy like that. I mean, it's powerful and it's it's wild and great acting performance in that as well. But listen to just for pure singing, the end of um, "I Have a Love" in the, <gasps> the duet section with Maria, the alto yeah. soprano section. The warmth, the openness that she's bringing, uh, the emotion, she yes, just carries through. Oh, it's she's unbelievable. Mm. But my favorite moment. Um, is in the quintet, which huh. is, gosh, one of my top probably five all-time favorite theater songs. I, I can't be in a room when that's being sung and tears not spring forth from my oh. eyes at the end. It's yeah. exciting. It's thrilling. And part of that is the Anita vocal line in there. And, and listen to Cheetah do it on the cast album. When everybody comes together at the, at the very end, the last, I don't know, maybe minute or so of it, you have to listen really hard for it. But what she's doing in that vocal line is so crazy impressive. They have her scored way down in like, like, a, like a tenor baritone range mm. and they've got her jumping octaves all over the place wow. um and she's hitting uh there's like like a series of notes um da, 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 in in sequence yeah. that you listen to most everybody else do it and they slide through it if you listen really hard cheetah is hitting every single crisp. note in that mm. very crisp very enunciated very and and it's that alto that counter melody that she's doing that just bumps that whole quintet up one one notch. Yeah, and, brings the drama. And I wish they could have mastered it and just bumped her up just a little bit to hear it a little bit better. But it's thrilling once you listen to it and find it. Um, and, and yes, Maria is singing her own vocal line. Tony's singing his own vocal line. But they're, you know, they're she's soprano. He's belting it out yeah. through the roof. She's singing way down in a tone that is not real easy to put out like that. And she's holding her own against the, the rest of the, the cast. The percussion against yes. the lush melodies. And yes. she's still making herself known. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Wildly impressive. Can we hear that yeah, a little bit, Yeah, let's listen. Absolutely. Let's listen and to that listen clip. And listen so close for Cheetah. You can't miss her once you find her. Wow, I totally Ugh. could hear. I could pick yeah. it out. You're right. It's so yep. Good. I felt it. So good. Amazing. 
she's also kind of been um, a muse for Candor and Ebb. Oh. Um, they, it, it would seem. They've, uh, you know, written just tons and tons of shows. Great material. Uh, but we talked about The Visit. What else has she done with She them? did, um, well, Chicago. Chicago, of course. That, yeah. pff, that alone. <laughs> that right? little show. Yeah, we may have heard of it. Um, she did The Visit. She did Chicago. She did The Rink. She did Kiss of the Spider Woman. And I think that there's one more that I'm forgetting. I don't have it pulled up. Um, I want to know more about The Rink when we, when we get a chance. I just don't know <laughs> that show. Oh, it's, um, it is about... Uh, Nostalgia, I guess. Looking back on a, um, her she owns a roller rink. Lizo's her daughter. Hmm. The rink is closing. Uh, a chapter in their lives are coming to an end. Liza, I think her character's name is Angel, is coming back. They've not seen each other for a number of years, okay. and you know drama ensues. Hmm. Um, I, I've I've listened to the the score a couple of times. I've not read the read the script. I've not seen it, so I can't give you all the ins and outs of it. But it's, well, I'm just gonna check it out just because I want to hear their two voices together. They have such similarities that yeah. I would be like they would really be competing. I would think, but I would I would be interested to hear them together. It's a good blend with them. Um, there's a song the apple doesn't fall far from the tree mm-hmm. is a particularly good one. It may be one of the one or two best in the Mother show. Mother daughter yeah. duet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. I'm gonna um, check it out. Do that. It's not their best, but it's interesting for, I mean, clearly a milestone in Cheetah's career winning the Tony for it. Um, and, uh, and Liza, one of her Broadway, um, performances, one of the few, she didn't do a whole lot, but, um, it, it's great to have that score to hear their voices and, and kind of cheetah in the prime of her mm. vocal abilities. So you definitely check it out. It's Absolutely. Yeah. Come in with, with tempered expectations. Okay. But check okay. it out. Okay. <laughs> There's also just so much, uh, God bless YouTube. You can, I've went down rabbit holes, uh, the past couple of nights looking for stuff on mm. cheetah. Um, so many interviews, so many, you know, award shows and tons of variety shows. She yeah. did. She was on a Carol Burnett and yes. all sorts of variety shows. Yeah. Yes. One of my very favorites is um, the Kennedy Center Honors, oh. uh, 2002, I believe. Uh, she was the first Latina to be granted a Kennedy oh Center gosh, Honor. Oh my gosh, wow. Yeah, and it is so fascinating um, to watch her watch the performers. They're, they're doing the dance at the gym in America. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's Charlotte D'Amboise re- uh, leading that, that cast uh, as, as Anita. And then Donna Murphy comes out and does Kiss of the Spider Woman. But watch Cheetah, watch the kids, and (laughs) you can see in her eyes that she is going through every single step with them. She's reliving every step. She absolutely is. And and she's also probably judging what they're doing. Oh, this arm (laughs) is not quite right. But at the end of it, she's on her feet with her arms in the air like like any good mentor teacher should do. Yes, because that's what um, dancers are their own breed. You know, they are they're crazy people. I. I love them. I've worked with a number of them, um, and they they seem to more than a lot of uh, other people in in other groups in artistic endeavors really seem to pass it on. Mm-hmm. Uh, really seem to be there to teach and to mentor and to um, and to cheerlead yeah. for the next generation. And you can absolutely see Cheetah doing that. Um, I love that. It's just so good. I'm gonna have to look that up for Definitely sure. Definitely do that. So sweet. So I remember reading about a car accident that she was in and that she had to work really hard with lots of physiotherapy to come oh back from, but I don't know all the details. Do you know any more info? Um, she, it was a, uh, it was a car accident. Her, she was in a taxi cab and either she, they were hit, they hit somebody else. I don't, mm. I don't know that, but, uh, she broke her leg in uh, reportedly 12 places. Oh this should have been a career God, ending yes, situation. 12. 12 places, 18 pins, two plates, 
tons, years of physiotherapy. Wow. She was doing, this was 1986, I believe. She was doing a show on Broadway, uh, Jerry's Girls, a Jerry Herman review. And um, yeah, it should have ended her career. For sure. I mean, she's in her 50s again at this point. You might think, uh, it's at this point, you know. But again, dancers are their own breed. They're oh, yeah. workaholics. They're, they will get it done. And two years later, after this accident, she is back in a national tour of Can Can, the musical Can Can. Astounding. In a crazy, you know, big dance role, doing splits and all sorts of things. When when she shouldn't be walking. What am I doing with my life? <laughs> I like, know. I take a day off work when I have a cold. No kidding. No <laughs> That's kidding. Amazing. It's inspiring. It really is. And uh, jumping back to the visit, she, I've read another interview where the closing night of the visit, she laryngitis. She had no voice, but uh-huh. she's going. On and w- from all reports, gave the most mesmerizing performance anybody had ever seen oh, wow. in that show. So she is of that of that um, of that time period of that generation of folks who the show's gonna go on it whether I've, go I'm on. limping That's across right. the stage or not. It's happening, and gosh. It, it is so inspiring. It like is. that's one of the things I was thinking of when I uh, saw her in Nine all those years ago. Like, oh my gosh, she's seventy years old. I was twenty three at the time, and you know, uh, gosh, I wish I, I can only hope that I can be a fraction that vital at of that, that vital. Age. Yeah, 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 and still spreading your talent yes. and giving people the joy of theater at that age. I mean, just such a gift. Absolutely, she's <laughs> one of the truest performers, the truest triple threats out Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Um, I, I will want to say, if you listen back to that clip package we played at the very beginning, yeah. um, I, I kind of made a made a point to put in that that clip package some. Not only singing, but at really acting moments, like mm. the cell block tango. She's got her yeah. little monologue in there. Yeah, come on, you you've heard any number of women do that, but do they do it like Cheetah? No, they no, don't. They don't. <laughs> um, just line readings are unique and interesting, and she's the best Agreed. of the best. Yep, love her. Yes. Well, to close out our special tribute show, here is Cheetah absolutely killing it in all that jazz from Chicago. Yes. No, I know I'm right, but I'm 